Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. You know, while the Singapore Green Plan 2030 is providing a comprehensive blueprint for sustainable business transformation, growing awareness and interest in ESG among Singapore consumers at levels are far higher. Now, according to a recent survey from Oracle and Pamela Rucker, the CIO advisor, instructor for Harvard Professional Development, it's not just Singapore, but the world that's demanding business prioritization of sustainability and social efforts. What's interesting is the research also revealed overwhelming frustration among Singapore respondents due to a lack of progress society is making, as well as a call for businesses to step up and take action. Let's find out more about this and whether or not Bots, perhaps, could be the hero here. Is, is that even possible? On the line with me is Jay Tuseth, Vice President, Oracle Applications for ASEAN. Jay, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Elliot. I'm fine. Thanks for having me. I love this study and how it points to the fact that maybe data, technology, bots, they could be the hero here. But first, maybe you could give us more detail about this study. I mean, why was there a need for it to be done in the first place? Sure. So Oracle conducted a study, as you mentioned, called No Planet B. We looked at over 11,000 different respondents globally. A a large number of those actually were in Asia Pacific. And I think that's important and really meaningful because I think sustainability ultimately will be won or lost in Asia Pacific. This is really the premier battleground, if you will, around sustainability initiatives and issues. And the reason that we did this study is we really wanted to determine how people feel about sustainability. And what we learned is that consumers in particular are essentially fed up with the lack of progress that they're seeing from society in regards to sustainability issues. Not only are they fed up, but they're starting to act on their frustration. So people don't want to work for a company that doesn't have success in sustainability. They don't want to buy from a company that has a lack of success in sustainability, and they don't want to invest in a company that doesn't have success in sustainability. So across the key stakeholders for an organization, whether it's customers or employees or or shareholders, um, organizations are really starting to feel an impact of their inability to successfully address requirements around sustainability. Mm. Jay, I'm glad you brought that up because I have a feeling we're talking about a certain age group that's really starting to stand up and talk about it. I'm 40 and I've seen family arguments where people say my parents age 60 plus 70, they say, ah, it's your turn now. It's your turn to save the world. We've done our part. And people get fed up because it's everyone's part. It absolutely is. And it's actually funny that you say that because when we did our survey, what we determined was it's really across all age groups that people are really looking towards the sustainability and social factors as being extremely important in their life. In fact, 97% of Singaporeans have that belief. Mm. And so what we're really starting to see is, and I think that's for a couple of reasons. The first is people are really starting to see the impact of a lack of sustainability. You think about Singapore and the fact that the average uh, temperature is rising twice as fast as the rest of the world, as an example. So there's a real life impact to a lack of success and sustainability across organizations. I think, as you mentioned earlier, the Singapore Green Plan 2030 begins to try to address that. And so regulatory concerns 
are starting to become paramount for organizations um, because governments are starting to see that there's real risk involved if we don't begin to drive ESG solutions into the market. Now, as we look at how to do that, that's where it becomes really interesting. As you mentioned earlier, Elliot, we really have to look at data and the ability to analyze data in new and different ways, to collect it, to aggregate it, and to look at it, not just within your own organization, but down your supply chain as well. There are a tremendous amount of downstream initiatives and knock-on opportunities that are available in addition to knock-on challenges if you're not successful. Nobody wants to be involved in an organization that's involved in child labor as an example, or that's cutting down rainforests, as an example. And so the ability to manage information across your supply chain becomes really important. I'm trying to understand why, you know, like the people that you survey would be so quick to say businesses need to do more. Is it down to just the level of education now where you walk into a company or you buy a product and there is a demand for accountability? Is, Is this something that you've seen? There absolutely is a demand for accountability within organizations. And again, that doesn't just come from consumers. It comes from regulatory frameworks as well. It really comes from both. I think what becomes interesting about it, Elliot, is that as you look at it, people are concerned about the needs that other people have in this area and what they're actually going to go do about it. And so that's where we get to talking about the use of technology to help make decisions around sustainability that human beings aren't making today. Right. So we know, that, we know that people today are making decisions that are counterintuitive to a more sustainable future. And so how can technology play a role in that? Okay. So how before we get into the technology part, how far does it go? Like I walk into a shop and, and I found myself doing this. I see that the shoes, uh, the sports shoes that are on sale are recycled and I'm compelled and I buy them because, uh, you know, it's recycled. So that's good. Are businesses suffering? Do you see businesses suffering if they don't publicize that their goods are recycled and they're just using, you know, wastage in that sense? There's no question that there's a directly negative impact on organizations that are not prioritizing sustainability. I see that myself in my interactions with our customers, in addition to the way that we, we work with our suppliers. So it's across the value chain, if you will. There's a real need to drive sustainability. Just as an example, there are banks that have made decisions to stop lending to organizations Mm. that don't have strong sustainability initiatives. And so there are a tremendous amount of potentially negative impacts to organizations that aren't really focused on this area. So one of the most easiest ways to look at technology is really how they leverage it to boost or optimize uh, the effectiveness of whatever products they're selling. Could you give some examples? Yeah, well, I think you need to start by looking at, at data. And this is really sort of at the heart of the problem is how do you aggregate, manage, and analyze data so you can make informed decisions in a way that's sort of new and unique and makes sense from a sustainability perspective. And that really ties down to the absence or the lack of human bias in decision-making. And so as people start to look at how do I make better decisions, and if you look at the consumer sentiment around it, most consumers think that bots and artificial intelligence make better decisions around sustainability than people because it doesn't have that inherent bias. And so the ability to aggregate data across your supply chain, looking at your consumers and your, looking at your customers and your suppliers, and actually be able to look at new ways to analyze and interpret that data is sort of a critical component to it. Uh, A great example of where we've seen this done is with Container Exchange Services, um, which is a joint venture between Coca-Cola and Lion Brewing. So um, if you like soda or you like beer, you'll probably like this story. 
And what they've done is they support the recycling drink containers. And this is done specifically in Australia. And they've actually been able to support the recycling of more than 4 billion drink containers just in two states in Australia, which is not a large population country, if you think about it, by automating processes and really understanding and analyzing data across their value chain. And so there are a tremendous number of examples where organizations are really starting to see value and be able to promote that value in their own dealings with customers and employees and others. I think an important part of this, Elliot, that, that you really can't um, misconstrue is, is the employee impact. Yeah. Yeah. There are a large number of people who don't want to work for organizations who aren't helping with the environment or other areas that are important relative to ESG and sustainability. And so it really makes your organization more attractive. If you think about the great resignation that we have gone through and are going through and the fight for talent that's in place today in a place like Singapore, sustainability can actually help drive attrition and retention of new high-quality employees as well. Mm. Awareness is so important, right? Because people will notice the amount of paper towels in the toilet, in the company, or styrofoam cups in the canteen, that sort of thing. Interesting. And trust the bot to save the world and not a human anymore or Superman. I I, I want to talk about, (laughs) I want to get your thoughts on, and perhaps your observation as well, on Singapore. One as a hub, you know, to really grow this sustainability and a favorable location for technology deployment. On one hand, I would say for sure the connectivity. What are your thoughts on that plus the talent that's available? Yeah, so I think Singapore is uniquely situated in the world to play a leading role in ESG and sustainability issues. And, and, and that's for a couple of reasons, Elliot. First of all, the location of Singapore sort of as an international hub within Asia Pacific. And I really do think that Asia-Pacific, relative to sustainability, is where the battle zones are going to be and where most of the fights are going to be won relative to how people look at sustainability and really address the problems around it. And so Singapore, geographically, is, is really well located. You augment that with an extremely highly educated, very talented employee base here okay. and, um, and talent base, excuse me. And you have a really, really effective capability to marry the two. You add to that a regulatory environment that promotes digital with Smart Nation, that promotes sustainability with the Singapore Green Plan 2030. And you have a really unique combination of government, talent, and organizations that want to to move forward in this unique geographic environment that Singapore represents. Talking about moving forward and just to wrap things up, Jay, looking at companies, right, and talking about a favorable and effective sustainable strategy, who do you look at first? IT department, I don't know, business, or do you do you come up with a whole sustainability division or do you get HR to lead this? What do business leaders need to do? Yeah, so that's a very personalized choice based okay. on the organization. Generally speaking, it goes in one of two directions. Oftentimes, actually, you'll find that a CFO takes responsibility for sustainability because they have purview over all of the business operations of an organization. And so they have the ability to help manage supply chain issues and to really help manage information in a way that drives sustainability outcomes. I definitely think HR plays a key role as well because at the end of the day, ESG is something that impacts people. It impacts human beings. And HR plays a critical role, again, with your current employees and recruiting new talent in very tight talent markets globally. So HR tends to to play his role as well. And then finally, I think the CIO needs to be involved because at the end of the day, the heart of the solution, the core of the solution here is going to be how to leverage data in a more effective and a more efficient way 
to drive sustainability outcomes for people and organizations, the CIO needs to play a critical role in that. The one thing that's certain in all of this, Elliot, is these are board-level conversations today. This is elevated to the point where organizations are really looking at this as a critical part of their business operations and how they move forward. It's going to get even more challenging when it involves the worker levels and that part of the conversation for sure. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're speaking with Jay Tuzeth, who is Vice President Oracle Applications for ASEAN. Jay, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe. Thank you, Elliot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.